Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 358. Today, I want to answer one of the most popular questions that I get from our community members, which is, when's the right time to share your business with someone. So specifically in the context of your having a sales conversation with someone, might be a current customer or client, might be just a general prospect, somebody you know or that you've met, but you're in that back and forth with them and you're really struggling knowing when and how to bring up the business. And so when I say the business, We're specifically talking about your opportunity, right? So that generally speaking seems to be the area where people struggle most. But why we struggle, I think, is because we're constantly overthinking. We're doubting ourselves. We're worried about, you know, not saying the right thing and turning people off, coming across too salesy. But I think the biggest problem is this. There never is really this perfect moment that feels authentic and organic to bring it up because we don't understand how to actually sell, right? We talk about sales as helping. It's one of the most important things you could do in your business is stop looking at sales as selling and look at it as helping. And so if we think of sales as helping, we start to think of our role in a sales conversation differently. Like when you're selling transformationally, which is what we teach, you are or you should be leading a conversation, leading a conversation to try to find out if you even can help. And so when you start to understand that there's actually a flow to a sales conversation, right? We teach that there are four distinct phases of a sales conversation. And if you know what they are, if you're prepared ahead of time, So that when you're in a conversation, you can just be totally present and actually focus on what the other person is saying. But the goal isn't to just randomly bring the business up, but the goal is to move a conversation through the four phases. Sharing your business will be the most effortless, authentic and organic thing you've ever done. And so today I want to share with you an actual live coaching session that I did with a client. She shared some screenshots of a sales conversation that she had. And the question that she asked was, Bob, is should I bring up my business now? And so you're not going to be able to see the post, but I'm going to read to you the back and forth. And so we're going to actually do like use a real life example. And this is going to be really powerful in terms of just helping people, uh, helping you understand that there are opportunities in a sales conversation that happen that you're missing because you don't understand what we're going to teach. And I'm also going to be sharing with you this thing that we teach that we've created called the transformational sales framework. So we're going to be breaking down the art of the sales conversation today. So let's start with that. Let me share with you the four phases that we teach of a sales conversation in our transformational conversation framework. So I'll go through these quickly and then I'll kind of touch on each one and what they're designed to do. So the first phase of a sales conversation is the connection phase. See, with each of these four phases, there's a specific type of question that you should be asking. And the questions are actually what helps you lead the conversation forward. 
And now the goal is to try to have the conversation go through each of the four phases. That's the ideal scenario. It's not always going to work that way, but that's what we want to shoot for. So in the connection phase, we ask what are called situational questions. Situational questions are like small talk. Most of us don't have a problem here. The problem is we get stuck in the situational phase. We don't know how to get out of it. The second phase of a conversation is what we call the problem phase. Now, in order to move a conversation to the problem phase, you've got to learn how to ask problem questions. Problem questions are purposeful questions tied to problems that you know you can help people solve through your products and or business. So it's really just being very intentional ahead of time, knowing the questions that you can ask somebody to try to uncover if they might have a need. And so a need is just a problem. And so in the problem phase, this is really where value creation begins in a sales conversation. See, the number one goal when you're selling is to create value. Most of you are struggling, especially when it comes to the business, getting people to join or getting the right people to join because you're making a fatal mistake of sharing the details of what you do too early, right? So like there are very few things that you will do that will be more damaging to your results than actually sharing your offer, sharing the details of what you do too early in a conversation. And so what most people do is this. They start off in the connection phase, they ask situational questions, and then all of a sudden they just bring up the courage and they bring the business up. And they go right to phase number four. Too early. There's no value created. Value creation happens in the second and third phase of a conversation, but it starts with identifying and connecting around problems. That's the goal. Now, in this kind of example that I'm going to be sharing with you, I'm going to show you a real life example of how somebody missed this, but I'm going to teach you what you could do different. So we're going to actually go through like real questions that you could ask. Now, the third phase of a transformational sales conversation is what we call the solution phase. Now, in the solution phase, you've identified a problem, you've connected with them around the problem, you've related to them, you're starting to build trust, you're starting to build connection, you're starting to communicate value. And the value is not coming from what you do because you're not even telling them about what you do yet. It's coming from who you are. Somebody that actually cares enough about them to get to know them and find out their problems and be relatable to them. Now, in the third phase, we want to then get them out of their problems. We want to get them thinking about their goals. You know, what do you actually want? You're struggling with this thing. You know, what's your goal here? What's the solution? You know, have you looked at anything? Are you considering this? And so now we're getting them to think beyond where they are, try to help them start to envision a life where the problem doesn't exist. Now, what this is doing, these second and third phases of the conversation, this is creating the desire for somebody to actually want to make a change. And then the fourth phase of the conversation is what we call the transition phase. Now, this is where you share your solution. You share your offer. You share your products, your business, whatever you're selling. Most people, phases two and three are non-existent. And so another way to say that is they ask questions, but they're just not asking the right kind of questions. They're not prepared. That's another reason why selling is so scary to you is you're just, you're not prepared. You don't have the skill. You haven't mastered the skill of asking the right questions of selling when you know ahead of time what you want to say and what you're going to do. And you've thought through all these different scenarios. What it allows you to do is just relax and actually be present. Like you spend so few time actually being present. You're worried about What's the next thing I'm going to say? Am I going to screw it up? That you're never going to be able to help somebody and you're never going to be able to serve somebody from that place. The only place you can change somebody to transform someone's life is from the present moment. 
So we have to learn how to sell from presence. That's what transformational selling does. But so we break it down. And so what we do is we use this framework for all of our training and all of our coaching when we help our clients in Love, Serve, Grow master the art of the sales conversation. And I will tell you what I'm teaching you today, number one skill that you need to master in 2023. It's no longer a nice to have. It is a must have. Because when the economy is down, when money is tighter, when attention is harder to get, when you get that opportunity to get somebody that is a qualified prospect that's willing to talk to you, man, you better be able to deliver the goods. You better know how to effectively have a conversation that creates a lot of value for what you do. And if you want to attract the kind of people that you would dream to recruit, they're never even going to consider your business unless you learn how to do this. You've got to get them to start opening their eyes to see the bigger picture beyond just a little side hustle and a way to make some extra money. You ain't getting the kind of people you want with those kinds of tired conversations. And I'm sorry to say that, but quite frankly, it's just a lazy way to sell. Like selling is a skill and we've got to start treating it as that. This is arguably the biggest area of focus, I think, for many of you this year. But it's also the biggest opportunity because so few people know how to do this well. Like when you get in a conversation with somebody that really understands sales, they have more of a transformational approach to it, man, you immediately feel different. It's a totally different experience. It doesn't even feel like selling, but it creates such a powerful connection. It builds trust so quickly sharing the business. You don't even have to think about it. It'll never be a thought ever again. Not sharing the business will be a bigger fear of you when you do it the right way, because you'll feel in that conversation so called to help. Hey, just wanted to jump in here real quick because I've got one big ask for you. Look, you know, we don't advertise on the podcast and my intention is to not sell or pitch you on the show this year. We just want to deliver free content that is 10 times better than what you've paid for to help you transform your business. So my ask is this. Help me spread the word of Love, Serve, Grow so we can change lives, help people that are struggling in their business and transform our profession. The only way we can do that is if you take the time to rate, review and share this podcast. So that's my big ask. Just take a few seconds seconds right now, wherever you're listening, leave a review. It would absolutely mean the world to me, and it might just change the life of someone else. So thank you so much for being a part of our community. Let's use this real life example. I think this will be good. So I'll do my best to talk you through this here. So these are some screenshots of a conversation that one of our clients sent us. And so I'll give you a little bit of context. She created a piece of content around a problem that she was struggling with, autoimmune disease. Like, so a really big issue that she was dealing with and she was kind of vulnerably sharing her story and talking about the problem and some of the things that she's done to try to help solve it, right? So adding value, I think she's in our creating content that connects challenge. So, you know, sharing the messy middle, doing all the stuff we teach, really good. So in the first message that I have here, she ends it saying, what do you do for work? That is an example of a purposeful question. And it's purposeful because she's wanting to try to assess, is this person a potential prospect for my business? So what she did was she just asked a simple question to redirect the conversation from this product focused conversation exchange to something that could be tied to the business. And so essentially what she says to her is this, I work full time as an insurance agent. I do hair on the side as well as small scale baking for events. And I train dogs. So she, she does four things 
insurance agent hair, small scale baking, and occasionally train dogs for basic obedience. Four things. Okay. Now let me share with you what her response was. So her response was this, oh my gosh, Rebecca, you do so much even while navigating your way on chronic illness. Way to go. Now, she was close to the thread of where she should have went. I'll come back to that. I'm happy to hear you're working. So she went back and referenced just the team that she's working with for her autoimmune disease. And then so here was ultimately the next question to move the conversation forward. She said, so do you work from home as an insurance agent? Now, that's not a necessarily a bad question, right? Because as I'll share with you in a moment, it did actually lead her to another potential problem that she kind of missed. And so what I want to do is let's go back to that first message. See, here's the thing about selling. Being really skilled at sales doesn't necessarily mean that you just listen to what the other person is saying. Now, and in this case, it's not listening, it's reading because she's typing. But let's just, the analogy is listening to what they say. It's not about listening. Sales is about learning how to read between the lines of what people are saying. It's learning how to connect the dots of what you know about someone. Sometimes we just can safely make some assumptions based off of all of the facts that we know. And so a purposeful question is essentially connecting the dots and asking a question that might lead a conversation to uncover what we would assume to be a problem. Now, what do we know about this woman? She struggles with autoimmune disease. She's doing four things. Now, she's not doing four things because she wants to. She's not doing four things because being paid as an insurance agent is incredibly lucrative to her. She's doing four things because her primary thing is not necessarily paying her the way that she wants. Now, it sounds like some of them she might do because she does enjoy it, right? Dog training and baking. But at the end of the day, she's still being compensated, right? And so here are all the things that I think about when I kind of the limited amount that I know. She's probably feeling incredibly overwhelmed and burned out, and her energy is probably so low because she's constantly on the go doing four things while she's dealing with autoimmune disease. It looks like she's doing two things that probably have some sort of a passion tied to it for her, animals and baking. So what I could safely assume is that maybe, maybe she would enjoy the ability, the freedom and the flexibility to be able to do more of the things that she loves and not have to necessarily just work a job that she doesn't just to get paid. Now, maybe I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but this is how I'm thinking. And so what I'm doing is I'm kind of connecting the dots here. And so like the lesson here is this, don't be so quick to just react and message people back. Take a moment to really look at what they're saying, interpret it, read between the lines. And so when I see this, here's how I would have responded different. Now, she acknowledged it. She said, oh, my God, Rebecca, you do so much. Congratulations. OK, here's how you could have done it better. You could have asked the question and saying, oh, my God, Rebecca, how do you do all those things? How do you have the energy to do everything? How do you manage all that? And just stopping. See, she goes on to say, I'm so happy to hear you were like, it's this pretty long message with a question at the end. Just ask the question, how do you manage all that? And then shut up and wait for them to respond. See, here's what I did is I saw a potential problem. I interpreted a problem. And instead of just going forward to the next part of the conversation, I stopped and I shined a light on it. 
See, this is what creates the desire to change is when you shine a light on someone's problems, you get them to think through it. A lot of people, they don't even necessarily think of it as a problem because it's just their life. It's what they have to do. See, our job is to get them to see it as something that doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Here's where we become kind of the guide and the vehicle that may be encouraging them, inspiring them. Maybe it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I never thought about, maybe I don't have to do all these things. Maybe I can lean more into my passions. This is what we say selling is helping and leading. This is what you're doing in a conversation. This is what's missing for so many of you. Look, selling feels so inauthentic because all you're doing is just pitching product details and comp detail. Like you're never going to feel a sense of passion and purpose and alignment around doing those things. You can't lead with that stuff anymore. You've got to learn how to lead with problems and helping and serving. That's what selling is. So that's one thing. Now, she might have come back and she might have started saying, oh, my God, I can barely get through the day. She kind of lets her know it's really hard. And so then here's what you do. So inside of this thing called transformational selling, there's basic level training and then there's more advanced training. In the more advanced sales training, we teach a strategy called acknowledge, relate and share. Now, this particular person, right, this particular person that shared this with me, she struggled with the same issue, autoimmune disease. So when she says it's really hard and she kind of expresses some vulnerability, and I'm just imagining this scenario, which she then comes back and says, you know, Rebecca, I totally understand. I've been there. I know what it feels like to get up every day and just peeling yourself out of bed just to have the energy to go to work every day. I know how discouraging that can be. So what's happening now? Now I'm by relating and sharing part of my story in a vulnerable way. I'm building the bridge of connection and trust. I'm letting her know, look, I, I, I'm more like you than you know. I get you. I understand your problems. And so here's the sales psychology behind this. If somebody believes that you know their problems and they believe that because you can speak to them in a very intimate way, they will automatically assume that you also have a solution and that you can help. And so here's what a lot of people don't understand is that we're in the problem phase of a conversation. We're connecting, we're knowledge, relating and sharing and asking purposeful questions. You're selling. That's it. You're selling. That is selling because you're building trust and relatability. And that's the thing that makes somebody say, hey, I want to hear what you have to say. This is the thing that we try to get people to understand. And so that was a missed opportunity. Now, so she asked her, do you work from home and as an insurance agent? Now, listen to her response. I would like to. That's the first thing she wrote. That's another problem right there. Boom. And then she goes on to say, 99% of what I do could be done from home. It would be a good move for our office as we don't have a lot of foot traffic. I think my coworkers and I would benefit from a hybrid model. Yeah. And then so here's the question she asked next. Have you proposed that idea already? Now, that's not a bad question. It's just not a purposeful question necessarily. The first thing she said is, I would have liked to. You want to know what I would have asked her? Why? Why would working from home be something that you would want to do? See, because what are we doing now? Now we're in the goal phase of the conversation, the solution phase, phase three. So she's telling me what she wants I wish I had this and we're pulling that out of her and we're connecting around that. And I promise you most of the time, if you get to phase three, if you get to the solution phase, if they're sharing their goals with you, it will most of the time pretty perfectly connect to what you do. 
And so we're listening, we're acknowledging, relating, and sharing again. Hey, that's what I want. I value the same things. We're connecting around shared values, building trust more, more relatability. And then at this point, it's just like, Rebecca, look, thank you so much for sharing this stuff with me. Hey, listen, you know, I don't know if it would be something that you'd be interested in, but I think I might really be able to help you. Would you be open to having me just share with you a little bit about what I do? And I'm telling you at that point, 99 out of 100 times, the answer is going to be, yeah, of course. And you want to know why it's going to be, of course, because you haven't triggered their sales resistance because you've built rapport, you've built relationship, you've built trust, you're relatable. And so you've earned permission to share. But here's the difference. You're going to share it now. And while you're transitioning into sharing the solution, you're not going to just do the one size fits all pitch that everybody does. Right? We say the same thing. It's not universal. When you share your solution in the transition phase, you have to share it as connected to the conversation. So here's what you said you're struggling with. Here's what you said you're looking for. Here's why I think this would be a great fit. So we frame the explanation of what we do based off of their problems and goals. And so we're speaking their language, right? Somebody that says, I'm not in it for the money. You start talking about money, you lose them from the very first moment because you're not tapping into their values and motivations. And so this is why I say selling has to happen in the conversation. It's got to be more of a customized one-on-one interaction. And I get it. It takes more time. It takes more effort. But what I will tell you is this. The results that you will see doing it this way will be so much bigger and better long-term because number one, you'll have more loyalty and retention with your customers and your consultants because of the relationship and because you've built value. So when somebody joins, they're not gonna fizzle out in the first couple of moments because they're coming in looking at this as something that's more than just making a sale. It's changing their life in an important and meaningful way to them. But here's the other thing. You will attract such a better, higher quality person to your team. And when I say higher quality, I don't mean a, like a better human beings. I'm just talking about more committed, more desire, more drive, more motivated. Like you have to learn how to sell this way to really get the attention of those kinds of people. And so it's you'll put in more time. You'll talk to less people, but you'll get better results and you'll attract a higher quality person, which guess what? We'll build you a better business. So I want all of you to really lean into this. I want this to be something that is a major focus in 2023. You got to learn how to sell. And this is the reason why this is one of our biggest focuses in the work that we do. So with that being said, hope you got some value out of today's episode. Hey, listen, if you got somebody on your team, somebody you know that just struggles with sharing the business, and if you got value out of this episode, my big ask is this, share it with them. Say, hey, you need to listen to this. Let's help one other person. Let's help people learn how to sell better. This is how we're going to change the way that people look at what we do is we're going to fundamentally change the way that we interact with them and the way that we present to them. And that's going to make all the difference. So as always, thanks for being here. I love and appreciate y'all. I'll see you soon on the next episode.